0: Hello everyone and in today's Late Night Locked On Canadians the Habs fall the Coyotes in Arizona, Christian Dvorak is nearing a return and the Friday mailbag. You are Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 947 it is a very special 1am recording of On Canadians we are of course your daily Montreal Canadians podcast part of the Lockdown podcast network where you get your team every single day of the week wherever you get your daily podcast or if you're looking at Laura and I's tired faces on YouTube as well as always I am one of your hosts I am Scott Mattel I am joined as always by the active stick Laura Saba and we spent this Thursday, now Friday night, watching the Montreal Canadiens play in Arizona. And both of us are looking at this and going, well, it could be worse. We're not the Sharks. JD, we love you. Uh, Jay, you were watching this game in person. We love you too. Deepest condolences. Uh, and if you haven't watched yet, uh, it was 9 nothing when I started the recording of this show. So it's bad. Uh, Laura coming off their best performance ever under Martin Saint-Louis. In his own words there the Canadians probably put forth their worst effort of the season so far in a 3-2 loss to the Arizona Coyotes in their... I'm no. I'm not going to do the arena rant today because it's not worth it because I have no right to be mad because the Canadians did not play well, did not deserve to win, and yet I am still annoyed.
1: I don't know if it's their absolute worst because that game against Minnesota was pretty terrible too. <laughs> Um, but it was very frustrating. This evening was frustrating. If you're going to play a late game Habs and make it like the Monday one, not like the Thursday one, if you want us to wait, you know, stay up late and watch this stuff. It's honestly didn't love it. I have to say.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, it's that they started well, like they were playing very well to start this game seemed a little bit unlucky and it's like, okay, it's going to come. And then the first attack, the coyotes got, uh, shot beats jake allen is kind of ringing off the crossbar and justin Barron makes what is the smart play he tries to save a goal by swiping the puck away from the net but he closed his hand on it and it wasn't like a close and sweep where you can kind of play it off he clearly closed his hand on it for a second or two throws the puck out through the crease it is a penalty shot nick nick schmaltz Nick Schmaltz, whoever maybe, scores on the penalty shot. It is 1-0 Coyotes. The Habs get it back, thankfully. Sean Monahan with a great goal, his sixth of the year, first at 5-on-5. Five five. And then the Canadians look to have doubled the lead there, or taken the lead there on a great goal by Nick Suzuki. It is overturned for offside by, you know, the slimmest of margins. And then the effort switch went to none. And it was Jake Allen against the world for most of the game from then on out. And it's frustrating because the Canadians just did not play well after that point. And a big part of this, which we will touch on a little bit in our second segment and a little bit in this, is the second line doesn't work. And it's not all Josh Anderson's fault. It is not all Alex Newhook's fault. It is not all Uri Slefkowski's fault. None of them work together because Newhook is not a center. Slavkovsky cannot carry the line. And Josh Anderson is completely miscast on this team right now. They are hemmed in. Caden Gooley had a near three-minute shift because that line couldn't get off the ice. And if you have a line that is unplayable, they're just going to hone in on Nick Suzuki. They're going to shut that line down. And then it's up to the fourth line, which is now just two players because there was another injury tonight. uh, Caused player rotation. Or you have the third line, which continues to do decently. Brendan Gallagher got another goal, his 400th NHL point. Uh, Tanner Pearson gets the assist in his 600th NHL game. Probably one of the best storylines going forward is how that line of Monaghan, Gallagher, and Pearson is playing together better than we expected. But the big news coming out of this game is Rafael Harvey-Penard took a late hit at the end of the first period in front of the ref, which went uncalled. Super fun, super great as always there, Gare Bear. Best refs in the world, huh? I I am doing a hand gesture that I can't put on the air here right now because then I'd have to edit this podcast Harvey Penard was shaken up a little bit to end the first period, skated around, tried to come off for the second, immediately took another hit against the boards, a clean hit against the boards, mind you, this time. And very clearly, it was just not working. He left the game. We don't know the status of an injury, but probably not great. And now the question becomes, now who goes on the top line? it It's just a, a, things got stacked on each other, and that as I'm watching this game, and for those who watched on ESPN+, Plus. If I have to hear the Target Christmas commercial again, I'm going to lose my mind. I never want to hear a love like this before again, because it plays every break twice. Everything's stacked. And this has nothing to do with the hockey game. I'm just very <laughs> about this right now. As someone who heard Christmas music while visiting accounts today. But, Laura, it's just – I'm not overreacting when I just say this is just one of those frustrating games where I want to make sense of it, but just – Anything that could go wrong did short of, you know, even more potentially serious injuries, just frustrating and aggravating because they just couldn't do anything right tonight. It felt like except for Jake Allen, who was incredible in a game that he deserved a better fade in right now.
1: A hundred percent. I actually went and looked at the underlying numbers. They're not that bad for the third period for the Canadians, but you would not be able to tell based on the way they played. And there was a little bit of uneven flow in that third period, I think. Um, But for me, like the, the Raphael Harvey-Penard injury is a bit concerning. You asked yourself, you know, who goes on that top line. Um, I honestly, like, who do you put in there at all at this point? Like, what are you going to do with that second line? You got to break it up. Uh, And I know we're going to talk about Dvorak coming back in a little bit. But it seems to me that there's a lot of question marks on this team that can be answered by other players on this team. The coaches just have to figure out what's the right one.
0: And and that's the thing is, and I don't want to keep picking on Josh Anderson, but he's paid $5.5 million and doesn't provide near that value on this team. And he was never going to. Because a lot of people said it was a contract that, you know, probably isn't great. And at the same time, I like what Josh Anderson can bring when he is playing at his best. The biggest issue with Josh Anderson is he is not playing at his best right now. And my biggest fear is that when they go to St. Louis, they're going to go, Josh Anderson's going to just go on the top line. No, why? We know it doesn't work. I am begging for almost literally any other player on that top line. Alex Newhook looked fine there at the end of this game. I would like to see Jesse Olen on that top line spot. Just because he goes on the fourth line, he's a guy that can play with speed and skill and can shoot and can pass, and you're not giving him power play time. You're not giving him an opportunity higher up in the lineup. You're not supposed to be good this year, and yes, 5-3-2. and two, You are. We are, what, 10 games into the season here. We have an idea that the Canadians are probably going to be not as bad as last year, but still not very good. This should be absolutely the kind of time that you are spending to analyze players like this at the NHL level. And my fear is that they're just going to take the easy way out and they're going to put Josh Anderson there and you're going to get new hooks, Lefkovsky and Armia next game. And I'm just going to bang my head against a wall again. I want to see them change things a little bit. They're, I leave the third line alone. And even the defense, defense wasn't great, but the offense can't clear the line. It's a cyclical problem here, basically. And it all starts with there's one line that is unplayable on either end of the ice. No chemistry in the offensive zone. No awareness in the second, uh, in the back half of the ice there. And that's a problem. I don't need them to be selkie candidates. I need them to be competent. And I can't even get that right now out of that line. If you're Martin St. Louis, you you cannot run new hooks, Lefkowski, Anderson again. It's done. It's over with. You cannot run that line in the NHL anymore this year. It does not work.
1: Unfortunately, it shows it showed a little bit of promise up front. Maybe that was for like five minutes, I don't know, but they kind of ran with it for a bit too long, don't you think?
0: And the thing is is if Kirby Doc was here, which again, New Hook, Doc, and Slavkovsky looked great and worked. Alex Newhook is not Kirby Doc, And the hardest part about that is they need to find a center who can replace and actually play center efficiently. I'm not asking them to be Kirby Doc or Nick Suzuki. I'm asking for competency because when they stuck Jake Evans with Slavkovsky, they looked better. It's minuscule sample size. But the good news is there is a center on the cusp of returning, and we're going to talk about that coming up in our next segment. But first, today's show is brought to you by the folks at Park View Advance. As a business owner, you realize there are times when receivables might fall behind, but that doesn't mean you need to fall behind on vendor payments, payroll, or rent. For more than 25 years, Parkview Advance has helped business secure working capital from $5,000 to $1.5 million. Parkview Advance can approve your working capital in as little as 24 hours and it's a much easier process than you might inv- imagine we invite the many entrepreneurs that are locked on NHL fans to learn more by calling us lock Park View Advance at 71 or go to parkviewadvance.com if your business needs working capital call Park View Advance today Park View Advance helping businesses with their working capital just go to parkviewadvance.com. Today's show is also brought to you by the folks at Indeed. And when you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish that you could do the same thing when you need to hire for your business? And if you're building a roster to win the league, then you need Indeed right now because it is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. You don't have to spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. And you can find top talent fast with Indeed's full suite of hiring tools like instant match assessments and virtual interviews. And if you hate waiting, Indeed's U.S. data shows that over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. I used Indeed when I was looking to move on into my new career. And I can tell you, they have everything you are looking for if you are looking to hire for your new business. So, Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. And that's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must have job requirements. So, right now, visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. That's Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everybody. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. We are back at Lockdown Canadians. It is a late night, early morning. It is 1 o'clock. My dog is snoring on a chair over to my left, which is adorable, and I am extremely jealous. I don't want to say it's all bad news coming out of Arizona. I mean, we know Jake Allen looked good. Uh, Sean Monahan, Tanner Pearson, Brendan Gallagher continue to look good. But there's actual positive news on the injury front as much as you can when you lose a guy playing in your top six is that Christian Dvorak has been practicing with the team and is set to come off LTIR on November 4th, which is Saturday. I don't know if he has to be activated before or after the game. I'm not 100% sure there, but the fourth is the earliest date that they can activate him from LTIR. The timing couldn't be better. The Canadians do not have a true second line center. And they don't want to take Sean Monaghan off a line that is working pretty well right now, all things considered. And I wouldn't want to do that either. The solution becomes very, very simple. Christian Dvorak is probably the Canadian second line center now. My question is that Which ships players out... do you keep with him? Well, that then that and this is where things get a little bit complicated. Alex Newhook will likely go back to the wing. Okay, fine. Where do you move Josh Allen? Josh Allen, wow, I have football on the brain. Josh Anderson or Uri Slavkovsky? Admittedly, a top line spot is now open. I would like to see Uri Slavkovsky there. That's where I would put him. And my fear is that they're going to put Josh Anderson there. Or what they're going to do is they're going to stick Dvorak with Slavkovsky and Anderson and move New Hook up there, which is okay because I don't know how Dvorak's going to look yet. I am willing to give the line It's, fine. Little, it's yeah, it, but like. It's a lie. I, I don't want <laughs> fine at this point. I want something that's going to work because I want them to try and get something out of Yuri Slavkovsky. I have I haven't exactly been like beating the drum to be like yes, send him to the AHL, send him to the AHL. But if you're going to keep sticking him in situations where you're asking him to carry a line with Josh Anderson, who cannot play defense and is not playing well, you might as well just send him to the AHL at this point. Then move Yessiulinin up. Call up Leah Sanderson, call up somebody else to play on the fourth line then, and put Slavkovsky in the AHL. The biggest thing for Dvorak's return is it should tell us, what are you actually going to do with Uri Slavkovsky now? And if the answer isn't to give him opportunities to succeed, please just put him in the AHL then. I am begging you to give this kid the ice time and development situation that he needs. And yes, the Rocket are a little bit of a mess too, but... He's going to play the minutes there that matter, that he won't get in the NHL trying to drag a line there that is not fitting to his talents. I'm well, I do wonder though, if they do put Sean Monahan in that second line role and put Dvorak in the third line role and ease his minutes a little bit as he comes back from injury.
1: Honestly, like I was thinking about going a little bit not off the board, put. Put Ilunin up at the top line. But then who do you move down? I don't want it to be
0: Slavkovsky. Well, and that's the hard part is is that do you put new hook? I I'm trying to think if they put Ilonin on the top line, you move Dvorak into the second line role there. Do you you can't put Anderson on the third line because there's not a center on that think line think. that and you can't healthy scratch Josh Anderson. You can't put him on the fourth line. It's just not gonna work. And putting Yuri Slavkovsky on the fourth line isn't going to work. No matter what, they've kind of painted themselves into a corner that if they are not willing to send Yuri Slavkovsky to the AHL to play big minutes, that someone's development has to be sacrificed to keep Anderson and Newhook on the wing right now. And I like Alex Newhook. I do, and I want to see him in a more natural spot, which is playing on the wing right now. It's just so frustrating that it has to be, well, we can have this or this. Why can't we have all of this? It's not an easy choice, and I know it is not an easy choice, and it's not going to look good, and it's kind of like taking your medicine. But I I do think that at this point, if you're not going to give him the line mates that he needs, Christian Dvorak's return should coincide with Uri Slefkovsky getting some time in the AHL here. And I don't have the Rocket schedule in front of me right now, but it's something I'm going to look at uh, coming up this week there. Give Slavkovsky time playing with younger playmakers, Joshua Wah, Sean Farrell, Leah Sanderson, etc. And give him the young... guys
1: that he's gonna be playing with in two, three years anyway.
0: And and that's exactly the hope is that you're hoping that okay, can he find that some kind of synergy down there? And the Rocket could probably use a guy with his talents there. And maybe they send Yol Armia down. Okay, then who's still filling in on that fourth-line spot? Harvey, Pernardo, or Silverman will not play on Saturday. He didn't look good. Not great. I I am happy that Christian Dvorak is back because it actually gives them three, four solid centers. Sorry, Jake, no offense. Down the middle. And we talked about how they had too many centers going into the season with Suzuki and Newhook and Doc and Dvorak and Monaghan and Evans. And now they have; they are down to four and a half, depending on how you count new hook. I don't think he is in an NHL center at this point on this team. I am glad that he is back because I'm hoping then this can stabilize the lineup just enough to give Uri Slefkowski the confidence he needs there. Because if he's struggling so much, even if the team is 500 this year, but he doesn't take a step forward, you haven't done your job this year. And I think that's the most frustrating part about a game like uh, tonight in Arizona is they're losing. They have a top-line wing spot open, and they tried literally everybody except for him. You have nothing to lose. The minute Doc was done for the year, the expectations dropped for what they expected. You're exceeding them right now. You are over five hundred. You are playing halfway decent hockey. Take the opportunity to try things. Not trying things is cowardice in this NHL, and especially if you're a team like the Canadians who need to do something at this point.
1: I don't disagree with you. I think they really do need to shake things up a little bit. And I also feel like I don't understand what the hesitation is. Like, why are you keeping somebody like Yuri Slavkovsky in the NHL, but not putting him on the top line? Like, I don't get
0: it. I don't get it. And that's the thing is, so I, I actually look in this. This comes from Habs and High Heels. Zero shots on goal for Josh Anderson and Yuri Slavkovsky. Both players have not scored this season. Again, it's you have to try something here because a big part of getting a, having a successful season this year, even with a losing thing, not making the playoffs, whatever it is, is having the advancement of your young players. And we've seen it in some of these younger guys like Caden Gooley taking a step forward, Suzuki and Caulfield playing well together. We can see more of that in the HL guys like Juan, everyone coming in. If you are not using this season to push your first overall pick forward, you are not doing right by him, and that's a problem in my book. And I am hoping that we get all new lines for the most part on Saturday. Change something up, get things fixed. And we'll find out. I will have your recap and three up and three down on Monday. It will probably be a little bit spicy just because, you know, that's how it be sometimes. Which reminds me, I need to post the Habs fan mood board. I will probably do it after I sleep on it. But it is Friday, and Friday means the Friday mailbag where we try to have a little bit of fun. We got a ton of questions. We're going to save some of these probably going into next week when I'm hosting the show. I will get to some of the ones we don't get to today. But also, we have to give you a word from another sponsor of today's show. And that is a better help right now. It is going into the winter season, and there is a lot that you can struggle with. I know that I go through it a lot, and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it. But adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. And therapy can be a bright spot among all the stress and change, and something to look forward to to make you feel grounded and to give you the tools to manage everything. I started going to therapy in the last couple of years and it has helped me immensely in handling how I process and handle things. So if you're thinking of starting therapy during these tough times, give BetterHelp a try today. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash nhL to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash nhL today. As always, if you have mailbag questions, you can tweet us on the app, formerly known Twitter at LO underscore Canadians, canadians at gmail.com. Tweet Laura at The Active Stick. Tweet myself at Scott Matlow. Leave it in the YouTube comments. Just don't be rude. That is all we ask. Laura, I know we've got time for a handful of questions uh, here before we wrap up the show tonight. Where are we starting tonight?
1: So I really like, so Real DJs, I think, is the, is the name on YouTube. Um, and I really like how for a bailback question, they've just put MBQ because then another listener did the same thing. Like MBQ at the beginning, mailback question. Um, and so the question is, because we have a lot of deep prospects, is it worth trading one of Struble Norlinder, maybe Mayu, but I think teams would be reluctant. Or is it worth leaving the Rocket intact for now?
0: You absolutely leave the Rocket intact right now. The young guys are the only ones performing on this team. And based on the way that Jaden Struble has played this year, I am becoming less and less sure that he should be the one that you're trading right now. He's someone that I am actually, I know we all want to see Reimbacher and Hudson together. But I'm also giddy about the idea of a Struble Hudson pairing at some point here because I think that they can complement each other just so well going forward. With the Canadians still rebuilding, you shouldn't be so quick to start selling off prospects until you know you are ready to take that next step and need immediate assets like at the NHL level, like you know the Thomas Vanek trade, the Jeff Petrie trade, etc. And until that time. You hold on to what you have, like you're hoarding treasure, and then start doling it out when you're ready to make that next step. And the Canadians are, quite frankly, not ready to make that next step.
1: Our good friend Danny. I hate all the stick that Slaff is getting. It's not like he played a full season last year. It's not like Cole is banging them in either in regulation time. Also coming back from injury. Sure, he's getting the OT goals, but do you not find it slightly worrying that we keep saying 5v5 Montreal is one of the best teams currently, but our top-line sniper isn't hitting the back of the net? And then in parentheses, Danny's put, Hopefully, now that I've typed that, by the time it's red, Cole will get a hat-trick against the Coyotes. I mean, spoiler alert, that did not happen. Uh, or, sorry, narrator, that did not happen. <laughs> um, I mean, we wouldn't have to win by overtime goals or penalty shots if just one in five of his shots was finding the net. I'm finding top-line production more frustrating than what the 19-year-old is doing. So I'm finding both frustrating.
0: <laughs> I think the biggest thing is, and this goes back to with Kirby Doc out, teams are just going, we're going to stack the box basically against the Canadians' top-line and not give them space. And I've noticed something with Caulfield this season that's weird is that He's, he is doing a good thing and trying to position himself to better either pass or shoot the puck instead of ripping it and trusting his shot. And sometimes I wish he would be a little bit more selfish and just take the shot there and see if he can do that. You know, Max Pacioretty used to do a lot. He used to pile up six, seven, eight, nine, ten scoring chance or shots or shot attempts, whatever you want to call it, in a game. And eventually the goals just start going in on top of that. I want Cole to be a little bit more selfish with that. Same as I want Slavkovsky to be sh- selfish with that. The lack of production comes from the fact that teams are just stacking the box until another line shows they can be a threat. And the Monahan gallagher pearson line doesn't play enough to do that. And the second line is you can put anyone out there and they're stuck in the defensive zone. Until another line can take some of those eyes and pressure off, I think you're going to see a lot of guys and eventually Suzuki and Caulfield will break through. They always do good talent breaks through, but it's going to be a little bit more frustrating and Sisyphusian pushing that boulder up the hill a little bit than I think we had imagined going into this season.
1: Uh, We've got another question. We've got a question from Connor Kenny on uh, YouTube MBQ. What about trying Slav at center? It definitely worked for, for Tage. Would it would allow him to dictate the flow of play with the puck on his stick more? And the second part of the question, so you can choose what question to talk about. I know the power play is better than earlier this year, but what about having Arbor Jack eye play deeper instead of the point, similar to how Dustin Bufflin played for Chicago? So two questions. Why not try Slap at center? And then why not try Arbor Jack eye in the Dustin Bufflin spot?
0: Uh, I don't trust Slavkovsky with Anderson and Newhook's defensive deficiencies to cover for them as well as they think he might. And I don't want to ask a kid who is struggling to adjust in terms of some parts of his game in a winger position to learn how to play the center position right now on a team that is going to struggle a little bit. And I'm going to say this, and it's going to sound really unfortunate. I would take Jacki off the power play right now And I would like to see Caden Gooley in that spot. I think Gooley has a little bit more responsibility and is playing with a... It's not that I think Jack Eye has played poorly. It's I want to see a different look on that, on that second power play. One, I want to see Jesse Olen out there. So one less defenseman, whether that be Baron or Jack Eye coming off of that and put Olen out there. And I just want to see them be a little bit more fluid with it. And I think that... I don't think it's so much coming from the defense. I think that they need to get a more creative forward there. You have Pearson and Gallagher, et cetera, on the second unit, and Slavkovsky. Get a guy who's a true shooting threat, and that's on there. And I think you're going to see a lot of a lot of change in that. That I think you're that I think you're hoping for. I've liked what Jack has done this year, but if there's anyone on that second power play unit, I'm taking off first. It's probably going to be him right now.
1: Do we have time for one more?
0: Yes, one more quick one, and then we can wrap the show here.
1: So Habsfan Forever asks, Mailback question. As much as I want another first-round pick and other assets at the deadline for Monaghan, he's just so important to this team. Power play, uh, p- penalty kill, face-off, leadership, offensive production. Do you think we should get what we, can, what we can and trade him or sign him to another deal if he stays healthy this season? So Habs fan Forever has asked for a three- to four-year deal. I think with somebody like Sean Monaghan, it has to be one year at a time.
0: Uh, You trade him for as much as you can get right now. I've liked what Sean Monaghan has brought to this team. I love him. If you are not trading him at this trade deadline this year when he has played this well, you are out of your mind. And I understand that people have gotten attached to him. I like what Sean Monaghan has brought. Oh, I love him. It's just that you are a team that needs to still collect assets and build. If you can get a first-round pick in addition to the one you got for taking Sean Monahan, whom is currently outscoring Kadri, you know Huberdeau, and I believe one other player on the Flames right now, you take that. You take the assets right now. This is not I, unless they find themselves deep in a playoff position, which I'm not anticipating. You trade him at the trade deadline for as much as you can get, and I imagine it'll actually be a pretty hefty package.
1: Right, and if he stays mostly healthy healthy throughout this year, you're never going to get more value for him. And this it, is the time.
0: And here's the thing, is it's a one-year deal. You can always sign him again in the offseason if you want to. It's not out of the question. So uh, I'm trading him right now. My, my full thought is while the Canadians are winning games and it's fun right now, they're going to start losing eventually, and you need to take what you can get in a trade for that. Uh, if you do have more mailbag questions at LO underscore Canadians on Twitter, Canadians at gmail.com. You are stuck with me for the next two weeks, folks.
1: Not the full will... two weeks, just a week and a couple of days.
0: Two weeks. And <laughs> I will, don't worry, I've got plenty of content planned for y'all. We've got guests coming on and everything like that. And then Laura will be back. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Please make sure you subscribe wherever you get your daily podcast, whether that's Google, Apple, or Spotify. If you're subscribed on YouTube, thank you so, so much. Uh, we're signing off at 1.21 in the morning, and we will see you all next time.